what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi. Hello, Brian. Hey. How you doing? Good. That seemed to be fairly abrupt there. That uh, <laughs> It did. It did. It cut me off. I don't know. I, it felt like the opening theme song. We just kind of jumped right in at the end. And um, yeah, Here speaking of Brian, I'm a... I'm ready to change up that opening. I think I need to have you record a different opening. I'm tired of hearing me give that opening. Okay. It's not the most exciting thing either. It really is not the enticing thing that I think we need to match so, the level of energy we bring to this show. Every right. Week. So what you're saying is that to increase the energy and excitement and entice people, I need to do it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I totally get that. I think we should go ahead and just set the bar expectations super low at the beginning with that opening. And then if they're still willing to sit through it after that opening, <laughs> then we probably have them for the whole duration. Every show could start out with, wow, you're, you're still here. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're, yeah. If you're right. here, let's, well, let's get into let's it. Let's do yeah. this then, I guess. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Uh, Welcome I love everybody. It. This love is uh, Brothers in Tech, and if you can't tell already, yes, we are brothers. I am Alan Jackson. This is Brian Jackson. We are brothers. We talk technology. This is about the only time we get together every week is just to talk technology. Um, Very true. We have a whole lot more in common, but we love talking tech. So we get together. We talk family technology, things for our home technology, personal use, maybe some personal productivity Anything that's involving technology, websites, gadgets, uh, home automation, services, we get into it all. Yep. services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we get into it all today. We're going to be after we do a little catch up and some uh, swapping some notes on a few things. Uh, later on, we are going to talk about streaming sports or how to watch sports online. And that may sound like a kind of a no brainer topic. But honestly, there's been some interesting changes in how some different different sports are being delivered or at least being offered through some different online services. So we want to kind of give a little rundown of the state of streaming sports these days. And uh, we can give our own perspectives of kind of what we use for watching sports, why we do, and what are some different options you may want to consider. So we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit and uh, talk about that a little bit later. But first off, Brian, how are you doing? Everything everything going okay? Um, um, do you really want to know? Like is this well, is this therapy session? That, is it is it technology related? Is there anything? Oh, it is. It, it is. is really. It is. Yeah, you know you can't help with it. However, it. Um, I'd like to share some technology woes, if that's okay with well, you. You know, I I'm normally the one bringing up the woes, and I, I never like starting the show on a down note. But I mean, maybe we can come out of something positive at the end of this. So um, I hope so. I hope show so. me. Show okay. me what's going on, or tell me. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you. Um, for the first time time in my life, I have officially lost my keys. Hmm. And I mean actually lost my keys. And this would be the key to my car. Okay. That is the only key to my car that I have. Hmm. And I lost it at work um, somewhere in between my office and my lab uh, during, uh, last week, last Friday. And I my car is still there because I cannot get into my car. So why is this technology-based? 
because I've had to learn an awful lot in this last week about um, key fobs. Alan, do your, does your car have a key fob or does it have a physical key that has a chip on it? Uh, mine it, has a fob. So it means if you have it in your pocket, you can push button start your car. Right. That's what that's what um, mine is. Oh, no. Do you have to put no, your key so in? It's a fob, but the fob, I have to be inside. There's a push button to yes. start my car on the inside. Yes. But there's no physical key. So you're asking? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's two there's two different styles, right? There's the key that is chipped that has the fob on the key. You still have to put the key in, turn it, and that has a that has a sensor in it that says, "Well, we're not going to let this start unless the chip is actually there." So know that yeah. this is the real key, right? Then there's the one that you and I have, which is mm. it's a fob that is in the, in the pocket. I don't have to do anything with it as long as mm. I'm in the car. I can push button start. Yeah. So I have lost that, and um. That one has a, what they call a valet key built into it. So if I needed to get manually in, it's built into the key fob, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess I was not aware how ridiculously expensive those key fobs are. So mm. if you go to the, uh, if you go to the dealership, which of course you may say, ding, 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 that's the, the bad, bad step right there. But if you go to the dealership mm -hmm. to get a new key fob and they need to reprogram your car so the old fob doesn't work. So there's a really important piece here, right? There's, I think there are places that can program a new fob for you based on your current car's codes. Okay. And so that's great. If let's say I, <laughs> let's say I drop my key in the wood chipper and I know mm -hmm. someone else can use it, right? Maybe I can just go and get a fob that gets recoded to my car's signal. Okay. That's the case. Well, that's great, right? You can do that. But if you have to have, you can actually reprogram, which means the car is going to be sending out a different signal and connecting, which means if I reprogram this new one, the old one, if it's ever found, will not work. And that's, of course, okay. what I want. If sure. I haven't found it, then I want the old one not to work so that they can't just right. walk around the campus and get my car. That makes sense. However, however, I am waiting. That's why I've been waiting a week. Because if it does show up and I had to spend a lot of money and now the old key doesn't work, I would rather it show up. And me know, okay, I got it. I don't have to get this redone. So I'm giving it enough time to do that, right? So you're saying instead of spending a, a large sum of money to have it all reprogrammed, which would satisfy the security side, it would mean the other one would be invalid. You're you're hoping this the yeah, old maybe one turns up. up. If um, it shows up, right, then now all of a sudden I've got, even if I got the new one that was programmed to the same code and everything, then now I have two keys, which I probably need knowing that I just need. lost one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for one, it's stupidly expensive. I think the quote I got was six hundred dollars for wow. a new key fob that is programmed and has the new valet key. Mm. But there's also different pieces here, right? Everybody needs to be aware if this happens to you. And if you're someone like me who I bought a used car years ago, it only came with one key fob, mm -hmm. and I figured, well, why why am I going to spend money to buy a new key fob? Right? It's a used car, and now I realize why. Maybe I should have had two keys, or maybe done that early on. Um, mm. However, there are key, there are ways. So if you call your dealership and say, you know, do I have to come to you in order to get a new key? They will most likely say yes. That's what they told me. But then after doing my research, I realized that you can go to a locksmith. The locksmith can purchase, I can even see them on Amazon. They can purchase the exact key fob that you had before, the dealer key fob, the, uh, the original equipment. And then they can reprogram 
they can come to you and reprogram for probably about half the price. Mm-hmm. What I'm still trying to figure out is whether or not, and I'm actually in this process right now, whether or not them reprogramming means that the old key still works or whether oh, right. that means that sure. it invalidates the old key. So I'm trying to find that out. Now, that's one technology piece where I just want people to realize that yeah, that does cost a lot. So if you are someone who has a car that um, <laughs> you know has some decent value to you and you uh, don't take any other precautions in order to save your keys, then you may want to think about putting some, uh, uh, at least getting another valet key, maybe another backup yeah. valet key where you can at yeah. least get into the door, get something out, that sort of thing, right? So can I can I compound onto this from with my situation sure. as well? Basically. Well, of course, it's all about you. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just, I, you've been talking for a really long time and I kind of like to talk about me for a minute. Okay. That's um, what I figured. Go ahead. <laughs> just for, I won't take as long as you did. Uh, I promise. My car right now has an issue. I do have two fobs, two key fobs okay. for it to run it, but it started in the last couple, few weeks where um, the key fob, it does not, the car does not respond to the key fob. And I, I assumed, well, battery is going dead on yep. the key fob. So go get sure. another battery. I swapped it out. It worked great for a couple of days with no problem. Then it started losing again. Hmm. So where I could sit here and click unlock and it, I would do it 20 times and it still is not unlocking the car. Went to the other key fob that I had as my backup key fob and it would work for a couple of days and then it started having the same problem. So it's not the fob. It is obviously some sort of sensor or sensor. issue in the car. Mm-hmm. That's not relaying a signal from the key fob. Now, I do have the little pop-out valet key in that key fob, so I can always unlock the door. Granted, if I've locked it with my key fob, but now I'm having to use the key to unlock it, it does set off the alarm, and I have to immediately Mm -hmm. get in and and press the button to, to disable it. My problem is, and that's fine, I can get in the car. But sometimes the the start engine will not respond because hmm. just like it doesn't respond to the unlocking doors or anything else. So I can sit here and press that button over and over again. It keeps saying key fob not present. Even though I've got two key fobs sitting there right next yep. to me, yep. uh, both with fresh <clears throat> batteries. So that is an, an issue. Um, I, hmm. I was in a parking lot the other day for probably a good 10 minutes sitting in my car just trying to get Waiting to see if it would recognize you were there. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it eventually did, but hmm. it does take some time. So I'm, I'm. So your, yours a, could be a much bigger, potentially much bigger issue. Yeah. Right. Of the proximity sensor that's in the car. Yes. Right. So I, I, and you haven't had any battery issues, have you? Like battery of the car. No. Because it seems like that could also be something if the car battery starts to run low, then it's not going to. Yeah. Do no, some of the no battery extra, issues, right? no other signals okay. there. So anyway, hmm. so I, um, I got some similar car fob related issues but yeah just different years is just gone you just lost it. it's gone it's gone now here's the here's the other tech part of this on that keychain i had a tile the tile mm. tracker yeah. right so mm-hmm. i have a tracker on the on the key fob on the uh, the key itself so of course at the end of the day i went and looked and well oh wait a minute i've got a tracker on there let me check and see when i figure out i couldn't find it and it said that the last that it saw it was about the time I was walking across campus, but it said, it showed me on the map, it said, we saw it right here, which was dead in the middle, the center of one of the dorms. Now I walk by that dorm. I don't walk in that dorm. I don't go into that area mm-hmm. of that dorm. So what I don't know is how how close the proximity of that tile is. Now, 
they show me a map and then they show on the map the circle around your key, kind of giving you an idea like, okay, this is generally where it is. But that circle is really, really small in the middle of this dorm. <laughs> so, and it and it happened to be probably three minutes after I would have walked past it because I actually remember having a meeting at 1245 that I was walking across campus for. So it's at 1244, we saw it in the middle of this dorm. And that's the last we saw it. It says the better battery is too low or there's no more connection to it. We'll let you know when we get it. Now, I can't remember the last time I updated that battery. I can't remember. It could be very, very old. But the fact that it did ping at that moment means it had at least something right in that uh, realm. So my question is, did someone grab it, go into the dorm, and that's it? And if that's the case, well, what's the benefit? Maybe to steal the car? Well, the car is still there and it's been five or six days or five days since then. Um, and it wouldn't be that hard on a small campus to just walk around and try to figure out what's opening. Right. Um, huh. Or so is the little, tile tracker really yeah. just not that just, accurate? It's yeah. off geographically. Right. Meaning it's and it's just showing me there. walking by. It just shows me yeah. walking by and then potentially not being the case. So, so, so that's been kind of an interesting tech dilemma. We got a little mystery going on here. So I'm kind of curious yeah. to see how this is going to get resolved. I mean, my, I'm wondering if the tile tracker was off geographically, but it's yep. in the general neighborhood of where it did register its last ping. And you got to assume right. if it had moved to another location with you, it would have and pinged somewhere have else. Pinged something else. So the fact that it's still pinging as that spot makes me think it's, well, and let's like say Somewhere it's not pinging. Vicinity. It's not pinging at that spot. It is saying the last time we saw it right. was Friday at twelve forty-four. Yeah, so it's yeah, basically but, saying we haven't pinged since then. Right, but I mean, wouldn't that mean that maybe it's possibly it hasn't moved from that location? It's possible. Well, it's possible. Except I, I did put on there notify when found. So it's saying it cannot find it right now. Yeah, it cannot find it. The last time we saw it was there. So that means hmm. either the battery is no longer good, and that was just its last hurrah and the battery's gone or it means someone took the battery out of the tracker right which would make sense too if someone wanted to actually take the the keys they would take the battery out of the tra tracker or that it just it said last ping there and then it actually is somewhere completely different um yeah. and it was just off on its uh so i thought i'd bring that up alan because um you know probably a year ago i told myself you know what, it's time to move on from the tile and get probably an AirTag. Air tag. And I just want people people that aren't sure about these trackers, just want to remind you, we did talk about it before, but the tile tracker is can only be seen if other people have a tile yeah. or a tile Very app. Good point. Mm -hmm. Right? So technically... It, I have my car that's still at work. I actually went in through another tile. I had a had a wallet tile, like a credit card looking tile. Mm -hmm. I had one at my desk. So I went in and threw it inside the hood because that's all I could get into. And I put it there just to see like if it if my car moves, at least maybe I'll have a chance, right? Sure. And every so often I get a little ping that says, Hey, we found your your wallet. Uh wallet. Mm -hmm. Well, it just shows it in the same place. That just means someone probably walked by my car that had a tile app. Yeah. And therefore and calls it, it to kind of register a ping. And just keep Very in mind that compared to air air tags, air tags are going to be anybody that has an iPhone. Which As you can tell, lots bigger, of people <laughs> that would it's actually a much bigger that. pool of people yeah. for sure. So yeah, I'm AirTags definitely have tapped into something better on this trackable wearable device thing yeah. than I think Tile was able to ever compete with. Um, for sure, they just have Shane to scale. Flint, 
Shane Flynn was just commenting, which I completely agree on this. He has an app on his phone to unlock and lock his truck and start it as well. He also has a key fob, but manufacturers that are allowing apps to also do that start. My wife has a vehicle that an app can allow you to do that. Look, believe me, if that could happen sooner with all manufacturers and, and a car or even a retrofit way to do it, um, I am much more in favor of that. I do feel like the co- the fob is probably going by the wayside, just like I think the house key of, at some point is going by the wayside. I mean, with people just being able to scan or biometrics yep. or anything like that to get into your <clears throat> house or home, cars are going to be the same way. I carry my phone everywhere I go. I will know if my phone is not on my person pretty quickly and pretty easily. So yep. I don't have any qualms yep. about a car key being digitally loaded on an app for me to use. Yeah, I don't either. Carrying physical keys around. No, I mean if you if you if you're not concerned about if you if you're concerned about someone getting into your phone to get to your uh, bank account to get to your Venmo app to get all these things, the same security, right? If you care about that, then it's the same thing as you know, having that yeah. same security on your, your car. I would like to say, thank you. Thank you, Shane, for bringing that up. And thanks for rubbing it in that I don't have <laughs> the ability to use my, my phone for that. So thanks. That's, thanks that's a lot. That's what Insult to injury. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, now, and I do wish there was some way to kind of, you know, retro. I mean, I assume you can retrofit that, right? Just like you can retrofit maybe mm-hmm. a, a remote start or something. You could probably yeah, retrofit there are some a, remote, a phone. Uh, there are some remote start type of devices or just interfacing with your ignition that can work with some, some dedicated apps and some yep. installing some other equipment to do that. But um, the best mm-hmm. bet is obviously if the manufacturer rolls that out as an option, take yep. advantage of it for sure. Yeah. And don't lose um, your key. Mm-hmm. And don't lose your key. Well, look, keep yeah. us posted on that, Brian. I think all of us are all we're thinking about you. We're, we're yeah. wishing the best on this. Thoughts and prayers. I hope you find it. Thoughts, thoughts and, prayers. and prayers. I can feel it. Um, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Why don't you find your car? I mean, I'd hate for you to have to bum a ride with your wife everywhere you go now. So, No, no. All right. Well, okay. Let's move on to a brighter yeah. topic. Let's go to something a little more fun. Let's, let's get into our main topic. We're talking about sports and uh, the idea of how to best watch sports nowadays. And the reason we bring this up is, we talk about streaming services and streaming channels quite often because that's a pretty uh, interesting topic of discussion when it comes to home technology. That is, that's a changing landscape that we mm-hmm. want to stay on top of. Sports being a subset of that. Um, you know, not everybody is an avid sports watcher, so it may not apply to everybody that's listening. But those of you that do enjoy watching sports, whether casual or a much more intense viewer of sports, uh, just needing to know that there are some changes that have evolved in uh, how sports are being offered, who's offering sports, kind of some surprising uh, partners now offering sports on their on their services. And just as a sports user, what what kind of makes the best sense for watching the sports you want to watch? So, Brian, uh, you know, last time we talked about streaming services, well, we talked about the more uh, traditional TV live applications or services you could tap into kind of that middle ground between I've still got cable running to my TV and I'm paying a cable subscription and I'm getting my TV from cable beside between that and the going all into just pure streaming services. I'm just going to pay for these services. I want for on-demand content. There are these television network channels that look a lot like cable but they're all delivered over the internet. That's really the only big difference. It's still this 
combination of channels available to you. You can see them in a live format or you can record them. And that is still a primary way that right now a lot of people are watching sports. I mean, that's right. speaks to you and I, right, Brian? I mean, as far as kind of how we sure. consume most of our sports right now. Yeah. I mean, all of my sports at this point in time are, are coming through YouTube TV, uh, which is the cable-like um, streaming service. And um, and that then provides access to other other things like ESPN, the ESPN streaming Um but that's you know that's still my my go to and uh, and provides me and seems to have provided me plenty of sports you know given the the type of sports enthusiast I am uh, which really is I like several different types of sports but I'm not heavily deep in any of them so I don't necessarily need to see all of anything <laughs> but I do need to be able to to see enough of the things that I uh, uh, that I like so. For me, this is this has been uh, this has been a great uh, a great move. But as I said, the the difference is I'm not heavy into NFL, for example, to where I feel like I actually want to watch lots of NFL games. I may want to watch just our, you know, our local team, and that's it. And that tends to be coming on, you know, local uh, local yeah. networks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I, I know, both are ACC basketball fans. Um, YouTube TV has ACC Network, which has provided me with most of uh, okay. the uh, the games that I want to watch. So, so that's been that's still been uh, it's still been great. Now I'm I am interested in where things are going beyond mm-hmm. this. So I know we're going to talk a little bit more about some examples well, here. And like you were describing, Brian, I mean, and this is this is the closest to the traditional cable set top box or satellite TV that people used to, or some people still use but that we all kind of have been used to for the last couple of decades, this idea of, yeah, you've got all these channels, they're available to you. You can choose to record yeah. uh, different <laughs> events or I know with YouTube TV, for example, I know with other services as well, you can choose kind of your favorite teams that you want to subscribe to and say, anytime this team is playing a game, I want you to go ahead and record it on the live TV schedule. So I can that's probably one of the, the greatest, greatest features yeah. in a it's in great. a sport sport type app yep yeah i've got you know north carolina tar heels anytime they play basketball I'll go ahead and just record it and sure enough if i walk in the middle of a game i know it's recorded i can actually rewind and go back and, and watch it uh at my own pace it's great now granted youtube tv sling tv does some of the similar things mm-hmm. uh uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, Hulu, Hulu, Hulu does, Live yeah, TV. Hulu Live. Mm-hmm. They all work the same way. The difference between those services is just like it would be with a cable provider. It's what channels do they carry? Right. That's the deciding right. factor if you're going to go with a more traditional live TV uh, setup. You've got many different sports you want to watch or you want to kind of dabble in different ones. These are your best bets. Now, cost-wise, I know we've talked about some of the pricing on these before. You know, YouTube TV, I think, is what close to $70 a month right now. That's yeah, 60, yeah, 65, 65 or so. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think, and just looking at the pure assortment of channels, I do believe, I, I think I'm speaking in turn on this. You know, it's got the biggest variety of sports channels included in the package compared to some of the others. You've got ESPN, you got your Fox Sports, NBA TV, MLB TV. ACC Network, Big Ten Network, ESPNU, and so on. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good assortment, and it covers most sports needs. Um, 
I think but sling. Then, I think sling is similar. I would say sling is, is similar sling when in terms of okay. sports, but I think that there's quite a few other uh, non-sports that YouTube provides a little bit more of, which may kind of offset the you know maybe ten dollars a, a month, something like little that. Little bang, little better bang for your buck for that ten dollars more, because yeah, YouTube TV is sixty-five dollars. Sling TV is $55 a month. Yeah, at least for the, a particular you level. You got to get the orange mm-hmm. and blue package if you really want the sports assessment of, or assortment of channels to work with. Yeah. Hulu with the live TV component, if you add live TV to your Hulu, is $70 a month. Um, that includes ESPN Plus, which um, keep that in mind that, you know, if so ESPN Plus, I know a lot of people ask about, well, what, what is that? And I think. Unfortunately, ESPN, I think, has got a little bit of a, a tough sell on. I'm trying to think if I can do the ESPN Plus, show what that is. So, ESPN Plus, it's a little bit of a misnomer. It is a, it does have sports, it does have some live sports, has some other content. It's not all the live sports that ESPN offers. Right. So you can get an ESPN Plus subscription for $10 a month. But that is not going to include everything that's on the ESPN channel. Uh, there's some NHL, yeah, so it really uh, is kind of the games. plus. It's the extra. It's yeah. like ESPN extra, right? Is what it is. Yeah. It's the extra stuff that um, that does provide you a lot of those channel or a lot of those games. But no, it's not providing you the same thing as the the main ESPN uh, suite of, of yeah. channels. So don't get confused by that thinking that if you can just go to ESPN and sign up for their ESPN plus and get all of their ESPN content, right. they don't work right. that way. You do have to have a quote cable subscription for lack of a better term, either through a, your cable provider, or if you're going online with YouTube TV, Hulu mm-hmm. or Hulu. sling, you yep. have to authenticate with that subscription to tell ESPN, Hey, I, I I've got access to, um, this channel and then you can use the ESPN app to actually watch any of the sports that are live and ongoing that would have yep. been provided on your channels. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's a little confusing. It's it a little is. Tricky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can add on ESPN plus for $10 a month as its own service. If there's some things on there, they have some select basketball conferences on there. They've got mm-hmm. some NHL games on there. They have some of their original shows that they program and uh, you can do it standalone $10 a month, or you can sign up for it with a Disney Plus Hulu bundle and get ESPN Plus plus Disney Plus plus Hulu. Yep. And just to, just to clarify, Alan, since you said the ESPN Plus is kind of like ESPN 3 used to be, right? It used yeah. to be ESPN 3 was like, hey, we have one and two on, they're actually on the networks. And then Go 3 is the online, is the digital, you know, you can yeah. access it there. When you said Hulu plus live TV, that whole bundle, it gives you ESPN plus beyond ESPN and ESPN two, yeah. which are already part of the live. So the idea uh, is this gets so you know, if you if you're doing the cable style, which YouTube TV, Hulu, uh, Hulu Live, Sling, those are the cable style, which means you're accessing regular ESPN, ESPN two, maybe ESPN U, those ones that are are typically cable cable offered. If you go the plus, then you're opening yourself up to even more uh, games, yeah. but they are the extra games right beyond that. So, yeah, good point on that. So let, let me make let me either make it more confusing or try to help with confusion another way. A lot of people I've seen because I've answered questions on this with people. They see this whole Disney bundle 
it's like, oh, I get Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN, and it's you know $17 a month or something like that. And very disappointed once they sign up and realize that the ESPN is not full ESPN. It is just right. ESPN Plus. So again, big distinction. If you want the ESPN and you want all the ESPN traditional channels that have live sports that would be on ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU, you have to have an ESPN subscription service, which is true in one of these cable offerings or one of these package offering live TV groupings. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. That's really mm-hmm. annoying, but you know, it is what it is. Now, Brian, yep. so all those services are, are great. If you are someone who is wanting to have all the possible sports uh, uh, that is traditionally on TV available to you. Right. But we start to talk about getting deeper into sports. If there's a particular sport that you're really more of a a huge fan of, you want to kind of consume every possible game you can on a certain sport, different providers, different uh, companies are starting to get into this game and are making their deals with these sport leagues and associations to be their kind of exclusive carrier of their, right. of their content and putting them out as its own package to people. So a few of these, a couple of them are going to be a little surprising, I think, to names of, of people that would not expect to be in the sports game right now. But let me go ahead and show first one up that we're talking about. And this is Apple. So Apple TV. Uh, we're familiar with that service. We've talked about it before. Apple's uh, TV, their uh, TV television. Plus. <clears throat> yeah, Apple TV Plus is their streaming mm-hmm. content that you pay $4.99 or $5.99. Yeah, $5.99, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. And you get access to all of their uh, Apple TV Plus content, which I, I have here. And you can see tons of stuff they have. Now, they have gotten into sports in the last season or so. They started um, with a little bit, I want to say experimenting with baseball. Baseball. They mm-hmm. got into the Major League Baseball carrying the Friday night games. If I had to find it on their Apple TV app, you have to scroll way far down. Well, it was always at the, t- it was way at the top too. You just passed it way at the top. I would, that was only because I had already oh, queued up one gotcha. of the games okay. that showed me that gotcha. that was one I've already watched. Right Here it is. Major League Baseball. Friday night baseballs from this past season that they were carrying those games. So if you do go in and view, they, you know, in your $5.99 a month subscription, you have access to, or at least the 2022 season of Friday night baseball games on Major League Baseball. You can go and watch the games, any of the recorded games on replay. If the games were happening live, you could be watching it live while those were playing. And then they have a lot of additional content to go along with it, just kind of some supplemental material about the season and so forth. So that was kind of their dabbling into sports a little bit. I've watched uh, some of their major league baseball broadcast, Brian. And um, I mean, it's very, it's very Apple-y. <laughs> it's, it, it, they look great. The video yeah. quality is great. The, the, even the on-screen graphics and scorekeeping and notes. The, font, really the fonts look good. They think, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. looks beautiful. Yep. Yep. But what I have heard from people, I'm not a baseball connoisseur, so I can't attest to it is that the the quality of the commentators are not maybe not where people wanted them to be some of the a level of analysis that you hear during the mat, the game is not quite uh, what you would get on a more traditional network 
but you know, I kind of equate it to as the first season they were doing this and, um, I'm sure that's some things that can be worked on if they're going to continue offering baseball. Yeah. Um, let me, let me jump in there. Cause I, sure. I, I think it's unfair to maybe say it's because it's the first season. I okay. think there's more to it than that. I think it's because it's the first season, they didn't have the, the pick of great announcers. I think that's one of the keys, right? Is that because Apple jumped in the game and said, listen, we're doing Friday night games and that's it. They don't have all of MLB. MLB is still has lots of, you know, lots of uh, networks that are able to to um, you know display their games on local networks and local you know uh, local announcers and all that. So so if you think about it, the the trick is that Apple is trying to do it at a national level, at a low national level, meaning they're just dipping their toes into it. So they just didn't have access. And something like sports announcers, there really is you know, it's a strong art to it. There's also the, uh, the announcers that local people get used to, you know, things like baseball, football, you know, you, typically the, a lot of the announcers are either well-known because they're, there's a handful of former players that get, you know, to do it like Troy Aikman does it in NFL, right? The same thing, but in baseball, I think you get a lot of more of the local, you get people that are like, mm-hmm. I am, I am a Reds fan and I like to listen to my Reds <laughs> announcer and that wasn't happening here, right? This was you are watching it nationally, and it is being broadcast for a on streaming for a national. You're not watching the local version of it. So I think that a lot of people were kind of going, "Well, this is like watching a, you know, it's the difference of watching your." So I'm a Seahawk fan of Seattle Seahawks. It's the difference of me watching a Seahawks game out here that's on the network as opposed to when it's national on Monday Night Football, and at that point. The announcers are not the ones I'm used to. However, the benefit is they are the tops of their game announcers, right? Those are the ones that uh, NFL bought into. So I kind of feel like one of the challenges that Apple had here was just that they didn't own everything. So they couldn't go out and get the best, the best of the best. They couldn't go out and get local, even though I think you and I are going to talk about it. I believe that's where they're going. Hmm. That's the beauty of, to me, that's the beauty of streaming is that they they have the ability when streaming, when digital streams are going out to be able to offer lots of different things. And, you know, one of the things I I'm hopeful will happen will be the, you know, the change of sports going to the streaming model would be that there'd be a lot of enhancements to that, uh, that game, you know, additional stats that can be offered, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Alan, you pop on and you watch, you know, let's say Carolina Panthers are playing Seattle Seahawks the exact same video could be there, but you could choose. You want to hear the Carolina announcers and I could choose that. I want to hear Seattle announcers and we're both watching the exact same thing. Yeah. And it would would be be fantastic, right? The ability Mm -hmm. to switch back and forth, the ability to hear maybe announcer, a third type of announcer that has no connection to either one of them. And you have that option. But of course that takes a lot of money, right? That takes a lot of money for Apple to go and say, we're going to create three streams of the same thing or four yeah. streams of the same well, thing. Well, I mean, and Apple doesn't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they obviously didn't think that it was necessary just for Friday night yeah. baseball, right? right? And I think that that's kind of the entry point. Um, so, well, I mean, I think there's interesting possibilities. Apple's not a company that, you know, you asked me this five years ago, I would thought, getting into sports that just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see the fit, Yeah, but I think they're, they're trying to tap into a market that 
is is a complementary market to their Apple TV Plus offerings in general, trying to be more well rounded with the kinds of the entertainment options and sports. Yep. Like sports are draws. Sports sports do have a big, big audience, big crowds. So Friday night baseball was kind of their entree into that. Um, but now their big thing is major league soccer. So yeah, big MLS. that even if you go on the Apple TV app on your computer, MLS is its own tab up here at the top, ready to go. So major league soccer, this is uh their big offering. The catch is you still have to pay a subscription to get it. Um, they have it as a monthly subscription, or you can go ahead and pay for the whole season. $79 yep. for the season, or you can do $13 a month as you go. But as you can see from here, they are going to be carrying every match. Every match. Yep. I mean, you see these. These are all ones Saturday at 425, Saturday at 655, Saturday 655, Saturday 655, so on. They're going to be carrying everything. And yep. you'd be able to every game. choose and flip around between all the different games and matches you want, as well as you can follow by clubs. Um, mm-hmm. And they have, of course, all their supplemental uh, inform- material about the, about the league as well and some other films. And, and, I, and I'm assuming, Alan, that, that you can watch them after the fact, too. So this, you know, you could go back and say, oh, I missed last night's game. You can watch that. So really, really, this is going to be the only portal that someone has for MLS soccer. The only other way I think that soccer may be displayed, and I could be wrong on this, would be local affiliates that might be playing a game. But other than that, this is the place. This is, you know, this is the service. So, yeah, um, I got to imagine. Apple bid on it and went yeah, on it. I've got to imagine past games in the past are going to yep. be available for the whole season. Yep. It's just like a television series. You know, yes, you'll be able to watch it when the new episode comes out or go live with the game, but it's available for you to watch backwards yep. in time as well. Yep. Um, like I mentioned, they base, they give this overall season pass. There was no season pass involved with the baseball Friday night baseball. That was just anybody who's got an Apple TV plus subscription. Got it with this. You have to have the Apple TV plus subscription, but then you also have to add the season pass on top of that. And again, it's, uh, you don't see the pop-up box here, but yeah, $13 a month or $79 for the whole season. And the season does include the playoffs as well. They're clear to mention on that. So it's interesting. Look, I love the presentation. I love the way it's kind of here on the same Apple TV kind of experience that we're used to. I love the idea of being able to see all the matches kind of queued up like this and knowing how easy it is to get to the live matches. So if I were a soccer fan, this would be big for me. I would be very happy with it. Um, Really kind of curious to see how it shapes up as the season goes along. Again, this will be fairly new for them. Um, so we'll have to see how it goes. Well, and here's here's the thing, and, and I, I think we I think we need to spend a few minutes talking about this. That you know the the benefits of a streaming sports service. I I had this discussion with someone that was like, oh gosh, I can't believe they're privatizing this and taking it away from what you, normally we got on cable. We always were able to see it. Now we're going to have to go pay for these things. And, you know, my my comeback to that is I agree, right? It's wonderful if you're not a huge sport fan, maybe just to be able to turn on the TV and know that there are some sports that you want to stumble by rather than having to commit to, you know, actually having access to a service. But just realize sports is the ideal environment to have as a streaming service, if you really think about it, because sports involves so much more than just here's the content, please consume it, Right. 
there are stats, there are additional commentary, there are different angles that you could be watching the sport. The only way that those things happen is on a streaming service. I mean, right now, you know, ESP, ESPN started doing the, on the national championship game, they had, you know, the, the, um, uh, they had one ESPN doing one angle. They had another ESPN doing an end zone angle, right? But those mm-hmm. were different channels, right? You Imagine in one service, yeah. you just kind of com- you change what it is you want to do. I want to turn that sound on, and I want to make this angle. I want to do this. Um, I want the stats coming up in the bottom right constantly. I only want the stats for one team. I mean, these are things that can happen on a digital platform that cannot happen on a one-way cable Platform. More linear, and, linear, linear delivery. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it's an ideal situation for it. Now I will say I'm a little disappointed. I heard that MLS on Apple is going to be 1080p only. They're not doing 4K <laughs> streams. Um, but I think yeah. again, first season, they probably that's a lot of equipment has to go out to all of these stadiums in order to truly be sure that 4K is going to be coming through. Um, but I would imagine that's that's short-lived, right? That's going to happen. It, it, Apple's not going to go into this if they can't create the best quality stream, right? That would kind of, uh, that would derail their uh, their experiment. But Apple, I think, is doing, this is the model that other other areas are either trying to emulate or they've already started. Because yeah. if you think about it, you, just as you said, they did baseball beginning just to play around, right? That was their way of dipping a toe and saying, hey, by the way, we can do sports, we're not going to make you pay for it because we haven't proven we can do it yet, but we gave you enough. We gave it to you for free. We gave it to you with very little expense uh, for you on, uh, you know, having our subscription. Now we're going to do it to where you can actually jump in, but we're going to do it with a, you know, probably a lesser, for certainly uh, one of the lesser sports in the U.S., uh, MLS growing for sure, but I mean, it's not one of the big boys, right? And then we're going to say, here's our playing ground, right? We're going to show you, we're going to flex our muscle a little bit. We're going to show you what we can do. And then my guess would be next year, the year after, they're going to make one of those big plays for a big league. You know, once they've proven that streaming is the way to go for sports and you can get so much more, you know, wait to see them jump into NBA and try to, you know, take on an an NBA league, you know, or several teams, one conference, something like that. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited of seeing all of these streaming services, even though I don't like the fact of paying for them a la carte, um, because that's not the way I consume. I'm not so into one sport that I want to have a full mm-hmm. season pass of one. But for sports fans, I think this is a good, exciting direction. Well, I will go ahead and note, just before we move on to other services, um, I, I personally am curious. I'm not a soccer fan, but I am curious to see how this the broadcast and how the whole format goes. Uh, it's worth noting that they are saying that opening weekend is free. Oh, uh, cool. So, so they this want to get weekend, people seeing it. Yeah. This coming weekend is opening weekend as we're recording this, this date. So all these uh, games I'm scanning through right now, you can actually watch for free this coming hmm. weekend. So I am going to be curious to kind of pop in there and see what that, what that experience is like and yep. uh, how yep. they do with the production quality and, uh, is there anything innovative in the coverage of the game or match that we're not used to or, or not seen before? So that is Apple. Uh, you know, look, we've admitted we are Apple fans. We, we like Apple products for the most part. So there's nothing, you know, it's, it's pretty clear to say that I think we're kind of keen on what Apple's doing with their sports yep. broadcast. We just need to watch it. We're see. optimistic about that. Optimistic. I think. Yeah. 
Um, so it's very interesting. Now, um, there are other services doing very, very similar types of packages, just like Apple's yep. doing. Um, let me bring up one that uh, is a is a name I think you know most people are pretty familiar with, but uh, may not realize that they're in the sports game. And that is, oh, where is it? Yeah, here we go. It's Amazon. So Amazon. Oh, what is, well, sorry, what is it? Amazon. A-M-A-Z-O-N. It is a place, Amazon. a little known I've shop online hmm. for uh, purchasing things. I think they sell books. <laughs> I think that's their whole thing is books. Um, Amazon Prime. If you are a Prime subscriber, which a lot of people are, uh, they have a Prime membership for free shipping, you know, on a lot of, on a lot of Amazon products. You also get the Prime Video subscription with all their Prime Video offerings. They do have, it's a little hard to find sometimes. I mean, if I go to Amazon Prime Video, I have to do a lot of hunting around to try to find out where their sports is. It finally, finally, I figured out you have to go down to your categories and yep. then there's a sports button there. But if you go to sports, you do get a sense of everything that's offered on Prime Video. Now, I'll go ahead and say some sports they provide for free but it's not your big sports. Uh, it's no. going to be some little more niche sports. You've got, uh, looks like it's some kickboxing going on. It looks like it's some, uh, some basketball, you, some different league. What are you basketball. saying? The, the overtime elite basketball league is not, you know, not the, the, the hey, national, not, you know, break in or what? Brian, what, what that may be about? the most entertaining basketball I've ever it seen. Could be. I'm just saying, could I'm be. just saying I've not heard of it, I guess is what <laughs> not commenting on the quality of the, the sportsmanship or the quality of the athletics. Yep. I'm commenting on the fact that I've not heard of this and that's it. So, um, they do offer these, as you can see, they got the little blue logo on. I mean, these are included with your prime membership. Yep. And you can watch those. And they are live events, you know, just like um, sporting events would be. The difference is, is that there's also all of these packages that you could then add on and get a higher level of involvement. So let's go ahead and take a look at NFL. If I go to the NFL, you see Thursday night football is available on prime video. So the Thursday night football game, you were able to watch this season on prime video uh, live as it was happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's some other NFL related content, but that was really the only game they had was the Thursday night football. They, they broadcast every, every, uh, every week. But then if I can go back and look at some others, uh, let's see here. The NBA league pass. NBA. Mm -hmm. It's a big one for them. Then you start to see the dollar signs popping up. Right. Next to the names. That means that these are available either rental or with a subscription. So if I said I wanted to watch the Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers, I could subscribe and watch. And I'm just kind of curious what the price is going to be. Here we go. Watching it live with a fee day, seven day trial, I can do for $6.99 a month, or I can get the whole league pass uh, $14.99 a month after the trial. I'm, what's the difference there? NBA yeah, the first TV, one is NBA TV. League pass. Yeah. NBA TV okay. is the one channel, right? That always uh, has one thing going on. I got gotcha. league pass is where you get access to lots of games. Yeah. So they're not doing this. looks like a season pass. It's really just a monthly subscription to it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the deal with Amazon is you're going to get some free sports on there, but I think anything that people are really going to be looking for, is going to be in some of these packages. So mm -hmm. what else do we have? MLB TV. WNBA, um, right. Yep. 
That's pretty much the offerings there. So much like what we just said with Apple TV, I mean, Amazon's really good about adding interactivity to their movies and TV streaming. So I would hope and think that interactivity is going to be a part of a game with them on sports, meaning that you could get pop-up information about uh, some different stats or information along during the game on demand. Um, could be camera switching angles in the future. Could be opportunities for that. Again, once you're in this streaming video environment, there is all those opportunities Brian was discussing that these services could tap into that you just can't do with a traditional ESPN channel over a channel-based live service. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, let me get there's one more player that – well, there's two more players, but this one still I think is interesting. Although the more I think about it, I realize – Back in the 80s and 90s when uh, growing up and HBO was kind of a service. I remember boxing was like a big sport mm-hmm. that HBO yep. had. They, they covered yep. tons of boxing. Well, they are kind of back in the sports game a little bit now too. So they actually have sports. Uh, right now it's women's soccer. They are providing women's soccer on HBO Max. So if you have a subscription to HBO Max, they do have that as an offering. If I were to go in and see... I could actually watch a pre-recorded match already, or if it was live, I'd be able to watch it live. Um, let's see. This one says, uh, okay, so this is six thirty. So this is going to be going on uh, twenty-seven hours, I believe. Is that right? Am I seeing this right? Oh no, this is happening right now. You guys can't see it because it won't let me show anything that's uh, live streaming. Hmm. But I, I right now is a live soccer match. I was just watching that just pulled up on the screen for a second. So obviously it's live, but you got it on demand afterwards, just like these other services do. So they've got women's soccer going on with that, which is great. Um, So you're starting to get the idea that if there's a particular sport, you really want to just get full consumption with, you're going to have to kind of find where it's being offered and get a, probably a subscription to that service if you don't already have it. And it may or may not involve an additional pass or subscription on top of that. <laughs> Excuse me. But um if you're not one of those people that is just needs that one primary sport that you want to consume all aspects of it, your channel-based uh live packaging is probably a better bet to go with if you're still uh interested yep. in having sports options, right? Yeah, um, and I think I think this is you know, this is the future. Uh what you're seeing, I think, is that there's a lot of these services that are testing the waters by paying for the rights for, you know, a, maybe a lesser, a lesser followed sport because they can play around, play, play around a little bit. They can assure that they can handle this sort of streaming option. They can assure that they can provide the, the quality that needs to be there and whether their supporters really like the, the experience. And then they can decide, you know, if they're going to move on to the big players. And, um, and of course, the big players, which all have their own deals that are multi, multi-million dollar deals uh, on these things, will then have lots of options of bidders. And I think that's going to be a really interesting piece is, you know, three years from now, four years from now, when you have, you know, the the NFL that's trying to decide who to, you know, who they're going to be with for the next, you know, five, 10 years and they're going to have all these bidders come in to say, hey, well, Apple says they could do it. And, uh, you know, the uh, do we still want to go with CBS and, you know, Fox? Do we want to go with ESPN? You know, who's going to make the big uh, the big bid and um, potentially provide, you know, the the growth? I mean, you got to you got to also understand 
companies or uh, organizations like NFL, uh, NBA, they're becoming international and they're pushing international, which means not beholden to local cable companies, but start to be in streaming services, which means they can provide it in many different places and in many different languages and all these options. Uh, so I just think there's, for for people who really love to engage in, you know, watching of a sport, it this is an exciting time of what can happen. I understand that if, if you're someone that's disappointed in this, it probably means that you're comfortable with the way that you watch sports now and you're saying don't mess with that my argument would be that i I think you can still have that experience it may be more expensive when it comes down to it Mm -hmm. um, but it also might be that it could expand the way that you watch those sports um potentially enhancing the league so let me just give an example and uh I have up on the screen, by the way, Paramount Plus, which is one more service I forgot mm-hmm. to mention, but right. does offer also some different sports packages. Their big thing is that, uh, you know, if you get Paramount Plus, they have access to the CBS related channels, which are the ones that carry the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, the March Madness yep. tournament. Yep. Uh, see, that's CBS, TNT and tbs uh, tbs tbs so mm-hmm. those would all be covered in a package if you went with paramount plus as a streaming platform you have access to the march madness channels and if some nfl games uh looks like a soccer league uh, a couple different soccer leagues and even a golf uh, seeing the masters tournament so another option there brian but here's the thing i hear what you're saying and yes i agree i think i think this is an exciting way for sports delivery to go but I, I look at myself. Let's take me as an example. I the only sport I really feverishly watch is NCAA college basketball. Um, and yes, I am a fan more so of one particular conference, the ACC. So I will watch just about any ACC basketball game that's on. And of course, I have my team I watch religiously. But then any other team in the league, I will still watch. If they came out in some of these other streaming services an Apple uh, HBO or Paramount, anybody came up and said, we just bought the rights and we're going to be um, giving you NCAA basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where yep. you pay a subscription to us and you will have access to the whole NCAA uh, experience. Okay. That's great. That is really, really good. Here's my caveat though. I already had that with my YouTube TV. I'm not going to get rid of my YouTube TV. Okay. Mm. But now you're saying I'm still paying the YouTube TV and I'm now paying right. this additional right. subscription to have what I already had before. That's where I think some of the rub with some sports fans are right now is that, well, they're not going to ditch what they were already watching things on because they watch other things on that, or they have yeah. that for other purposes. Now you're telling me I, to get what I was used to getting before I'm now having to pay this other service. That's the only sure. rub I see this challenge. Now, if it was a sport that you know I was already having to pay a subscription to get somewhere, and you're telling me I just have to transfer that subscription to now one of these streaming services, okay, I, I'm game for that. That's fine. I think it's the net gain in dollars is where yep. Yep. there are some concerns. So well, and in and I guess it all comes back to would you, what is it beyond the sports that you really like having with the YouTube TV? And would you then potentially look at another option other than YouTube TV for just the locals. I mean, there are Possibly. some cheaper yeah. things that say, here's, here's my local yeah. channels. You're right. 
Uh, I mean, you know, getting a pair of bunny ears out again and, and just figuring out a way to do well, just the local channels for a quality stream and then right. having your sports, right? Yeah. I'd say, you know, 70% of the reason I've got YouTube TV is for live sports, sports. and yep. 95% of the live sports I watch are of this one league conference association. Yep. So you're right. If that was pulled out and made available through some other streaming channel, I would really have to debate whether I kept YouTube right. TV around. You're yep. right. You're right with yep. that. Yep. Unfortunately, at that point, it becomes a much, much tougher decision because there's just enough other live things, just enough yep. to justify keeping it around. But is it worth that $65, $70 if I'm also having to pay $15, $20 a month for this other offering? So it just. Alan, can I, can I just ask you real quick, other than sports, mm-hmm. what percentage of your TV watching is live? Well, so live is a loose term there. So, so very little is what is deemed as true live TV. Really, if I'm not watching sports, the only thing that's playing on YouTube TV is I just consider it background filler stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, just I'm, you know, I'm just around the house today, and there's reruns of The Office on yep. Comedy yep. Central. I'm just going to leave that on and that's just on. So it's not really live. It's more like, but no, but that's the, but that's, that's the perfect point. Um, yeah. Is that, you know, I actually wonder when one of these services like Netflix or um, yeah. Amazon, Amazon just has a live. We, channel. we have a, we, you know, you have check boxes by these things that you kind of like, we'll right. just randomly curate and throw some random. I don't understand there, right? why they don't do that. I really oh gosh, don't throw, Honestly, if you, you know, from my wife and I, if you had the office mm-hmm. and friends yep, and sure. all you did was play a random mix of those things, there's our, our live, right? I mean, of course we have news, but news I can get, I can get digitally if I want. Yeah. Uh, I can also move towards, you know, the, um, you know, people always say the thing you might lose, you might lose the Oscars or the things that come out once a year and all of the Super Bowl. But guess what? Those can also be, chimed in on whatever surface that you want to, you know, participate in. Maybe it's a one-time deal. You pay $5 and you get to watch the yeah. Oscars live. Right. Right. You know, well, if they to me, there's that. not a bad deal. Right. If, if they ever offer that, that's the challenge is will these groups ever offer these things? If I want to watch the Academy Awards, which I do every year. Yeah. I don't want to pay $70 for one month of YouTube TV to get it just for it. Or yeah. maybe I could find a 30, $40 a month for some li- live streaming package and watch it right but the challenge is there i mean it should be a ideally it's a standalone thing or maybe like the abc um, app that carries the academy awards allows you to do streaming of the abc channel and you pay five dollars for a month and you get it anyway it's um it, it takes a little more mental energy to figure out what to do in these situations but back to your comment about the live quote Mm -hmm. customized like kind of just ongoing channel I've always questioned too, like, I love that idea of like customizing your own playlist and say, just play this kind of content. Just nonstop. mix them up. Sure. Mm-hmm. But also I love the idea of just like, um, on Apple, Apple music, you have your radio stations and there's a radio station. It's Apple one, which is a live radio station that you are getting through your streaming. And it's just, if you just want to listen to a radio station and there's actually a DJ in between, who's kind of introducing things. Why a Netflix or any of these other streaming services don't have kind of a 
curated live channel that's like, hey, look, you know, if you just want some comedy, you want the comedy channel, we're, and you just need stuff on in the background, or you just want to, yeah. or you want to be watching the same thing that somebody else, a friend of yours, is watching at the same time. Here's our comedy channel. We're going to play this movie at eight o'clock. We're going to play this movie at 10. And it's like, if you want to hop online and live tweet while you're watching it or chime in with people and watch it together, you can do that. Yep. To me, it's like, that would be so easy to push out and have like, you know, eight or 10 of these little channels that just people can just kind of gravitate to if they're just yep. not, if you're in that, that mode where you go to the main menu and you just go into like kind of a stupor where you just don't yes. know what you're going to watch. Say, I just want to watch comedy. Okay, fine. Go to the comedy channel and just play. That's yeah, kind of I, I love it. So, I love know, it. I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. I love it. You yeah. know, it's the, you've got the oldies channel, you've got the comedy mm-hmm. channel, you've got the, you know, uh, old time horror channel, whatever. I, I think if they did that, right, the beauty is that, Alan, they could actually use that to further their own network. So say you're on Netflix, you're watching the comedy, you know, comedy channel, and there's also menu buttons in the bottom that says, oh, this person who is on mm-hmm. this scene, you want to go watch their comedy series on yep. Netflix? You're mm-hmm. already there. Click over here. Oh, I want to watch more of that guy. Or I want to see you know, that actor who's now playing in something else. They could do all sorts of cool stuff. Um, but you're right. It gets rid of the, the absolute frustration of streaming services where, you know, you and your spouse sit down and say, let's watch some, you know, I got, I got about 30 minutes in me before I'm crashing out. Let's just watch something. And you spend 20 of that trying to find something that you think is, you know, appropriate. Mm -hmm. YouTube TV for us is literally, we can always find the office on somewhere. (laughs) And so part of it is that's where we, that's where we go. Just show me the office, right? And look, I'll tell you. So AMC American movie classic or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is still, um, or no, I'm sorry. Turner classic movies. That's it. Turner classics. Yep. That's a cable channel. It is still a traditional cable channel. They're showing old movies all the time, but they do a great job in that they have a, a, a host in between the movies who may talk for a few minutes about the film or at the end of it, give a little information about it before the next one cues up to play. I mean, you could totally replicate that on any of these streaming services. That's oh, yeah. kind of idea of kind of a, it's a curated list. It's live. People can follow along at the same time, but you also get mix some personalities in there to kind of introduce or segue between yep. the shows yep. or the episodes or movies or whatever. No, that would be, I don't know. It would just be, be fun. It, if that happened in ACC tournament or a, uh, NCAA basketball, can get carved into its own service. I, I don't need YouTube TV anymore. I mean, no, I don't I'm, need I'm with you. to pay that $65 a month at all. I'm with you. So, yeah. Well, and it also, would probably keep me, with Netflix, which has still been on my outs lately of like, that's the one service that I've been on the border of saying I might want to get rid of because it almost feels like there's too much there. And then I, yeah. I don't really take advantage of what's there. Whereas, yeah. you know, with Apple and things like that, I find myself knowing that there's n- not so much there, but it's good enough that I know I can find something. So I, I've spent I th- more time on the Netflix menu screens. Then I've spent watching watching Netflix content. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Um, Yep. Well, okay. I know we got away from sports there at the end, but that's fine. So sports (laughs) in general, uh, again, this is my, this is where I am with it. I still need the variety of channels that a live 
uh, streaming service provides like YouTube TV. I still feel like YouTube TV is the right deal for me. Yeah. I get almost all of my sporting needs taken care of for me. But if I was a really deep NFL fan where I needed to see all those games, uh, it I, I would need something extra. Or if I was a huge MLS, you know, Major League Soccer, obviously I would need something something different, something bigger to get into it. Luckily, YouTube TV covers me just fine. And I think college basketball is one of those sports that just so happens to be covered really nicely by live streaming channels yep. for the most part right now. Yep. Um, Brian, are you, is that your similar? I'm, I'm the, that, I'm the right? same way. Although, you know, uh, NBA has been challenging for me because yeah. I do like my, my Portland trailblazers and they seem seemingly the last several years have every year gone with a different company <laughs> that is the only one that you can watch them on. So YouTube TV, wow. even if it is a TNT game or something, actually, I don't think if it was an NBA game, an NBA um, TV game that was the Trailblazers, it would be blacked out for me, which is really, really frustrating. Um, you have to have, I don't know, Root Sports or one of these others that, to do that. That's the downside, right? When you are invested in something and there really isn't an option for the only, like if, if there was a Trailblazer, a Trailblazer season pass that was through one of these major services to where I knew the streaming was really good. I would potentially do that. They did offer their own version, but it was in-house, not very good. Um, the problem is that, you know, until all sports kind of get their own place where you can buy the MLS, you can buy the NFL, you can buy the NBA, you can kind of pick and choose, say, those are my sports. And you now have access to the, the best content in all of them. Uh, it's, it's in that tweener stage, which is kind of frustrating, you know, when someone gets left behind, but you're right. I'm, I'm sticking with YouTube TV for now, but I am very intrigued, um, to see, you know, some of these, uh, different sports. If, like you said, if there was college, college sports, if college sports kind of became their own thing, college basketball, college football, maybe as options. Um, and I knew I could, if I knew I could have the, you know, curated comedy on uh, Netflix or one of those <laughs> those channels. Yeah, I'm with you. I would. Uh, I'd probably be jumping ship. So, yeah, I am excited just for the technology side to see what they can do with sports because the more competition well, in this thing, yeah. it is going to be an arms race to see who can provide the best sporting experience from home. And uh, and I'm excited to see it. I am too. I think we're on the cusp of some really interesting things with sports broadcast. Um, you know, and we're kind of talking about it as we're starting to see some things shift and move a little bit in the playing space. Yeah, We're not there yet. I mean, nobody's got the perfect solution or set up for this yet, but these guys are trying, these different companies are trying to uh, stabbing at some different options for us. And we'll be certainly watching to see over the next season or two, kind of how that shapes up. And if there's some interesting opportunities when it comes to watching sports, on yeah. your streaming services or streaming devices. So Brian, I think, uh, I think we're good. I think we're yeah. wrapped up. I think we're done. I think we have exhausted our sports talk. We dabbled into our personal preferences when it comes to laughing with comedy on TV. <laughs> you, uh, you need laughing right now because you're still yes. without a car because your keys are lost. Just update. Uh, um, no. I have not found my keys since we started the episode. Not in the last 45 minutes that we've been <laughs> yep. sitting in front of the microphone. Your Nobody has contacted me and I have not found them. So, okay. yeah. Just Godspeed, Brian. Thank you. You know you'll find Thank them. You. We're all, Thank you. The whole Brothers in Tech community is rooting for you. 
Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, Please keep us posted. We expect a post (laughs) of some sort to let us know that they've been found uh, or what your options are. In all seriousness, I hope it works out. I know that's frustrating. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Mm. Get that air tag. Well, I need to buy you an air tag for your birthday. I'm telling you, I, you know, I, when air tags came out, I thought, okay, you know, that's, do they really need it? Do you really need to go beyond what a, uh, what a, uh, um, what a tile does? But given the pervasiveness of the iPhone devices that are out there, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's in my future. I think I'm going to be putting them all my keys and some of my, maybe even one in my car that just will help me to track if something goes wrong. So yep, that'll be, uh, that'll be coming soon. One in your car. Um, yeah. So in case your car gets stolen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're so easy to, to, to hide, right. Put, put one in your car and um, you know, that way, I mean, even when you're in a parking lot, right. If someone were to steal it, they're going to be so close to other iPhones that you should yeah, probably yeah. get a notification. And so, yeah, I, uh, I think I'm probably, I'm in that scared phase right now where I'm like, okay, I'm going to put one on everything I own. Um, See, I, I thought about you know, my work, my work bag, my shoulder work bag mm-hmm. that goes everywhere with me. That would be something that I thought at one point, do I need an air tag in that? But then I realized my laptop is in it. In air usually. That's like, what you care about, right? Yeah. That, that's what I care about. And obviously my, my MacBook pro is set up to with a find my, you know, built in. So yep. I can find it anywhere. So I guess it's not as important for the bag. My keys no. would be an air tag uh, need for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got the idea of putting your car. That's not a bad idea. I mean, I mean, I it, you know, the, the newer cars, right? If you have that phone capability, most likely it has its own, you know, tracking sort of thing to it. But for the old cars, I think older cars, it, you know, that putting that the in there is, is is an effective thing. I have a camera bag, you know, that oh, has my yeah, nice camera in it. I drop one in, um, you know, giving myself a little extra, uh, a little extra protection might be helpful, but. Sure. Anyway, ah, there we go. Getting off track again. So we were about to wrap this thing up and, mm. and we got back on your car situation. So, all right. Thanks everybody okay. for watching or listening. And uh, Brian, if anybody wants to follow up with us, talk with us, chat, uh, anything at all, what, what should they do? Yeah. Send us an email. If you find my keys, send me an email oh, yeah. at info at the mesh.tv. Um, let us know what kind of, uh, if you have some thoughts on sports, uh, sports streaming, um, maybe you have some experiences uh, with some of these services that we don't, uh, I'd love to share them. Yeah. Or if you have any ideas for future uh, topics, you can also go to www.brothers-n-tech.com and uh, find uh, previous episodes and yeah. contact us that way. Yep. Get a hold of us. We'd love to talk to you and uh, get some ideas for other topics that we can explore. In the meantime, Brian and I will continue exploring the world of home technology and finding some new things to bring to your attention and new topics to discuss. Um, we're always, always exploring, always venturing. Well, except for Brian. Brian's kind of homebound right now with no car. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I really we're going to talk it I well, shouldn't be we, joking about this. I we are this. potentially uh, talking about e-bikes, you know, in the future, Alan. You and I talked about go. an episode, right? So maybe I'll talk about my... okay i'll stop i was rambling so i I clicked on the closing button too quickly sorry 
I was just saying, I'm going to be on my bike for a bit. So, you know, e-bikes might be a nice topic to uh, to discuss soon. So, okay. No, I think it'd be great. You know, let's talk about just alternatives to your car if uh, your car is <laughs> not available anymore. So, all right. In all seriousness, Brian, good luck to you. And uh, Thank you, thanks everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.